Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! To the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. 2022, second podcast of the year because we Is took it? some, yeah, we took some breaks. We took a big break. They just, we had to, we had to just reset podcast distancing. We had to just get away for a little while. Yeah. Redo. How many, how many weeks have been without a podcast? Three, I think. Three. So we're getting on a little odd. But you went on a little trip to New Orleans. How was that? I did. Isn't Tell it? the people about your trip to New Orleans. It's good. This is if you if you've if you've never been, you need to go. So my daughter loves we, we went on a family vacation in New Orleans, like a quick, like a long weekend, and she just has loved it. Now she's a senior and so I sort of surprised her, you know. Senior trip. Senior trip. Um teenagers are different now. Like she wanted like a parent which I know why she wanted a parent to go to New Orleans. That's such a you know, a, a reputation or whatever. Which by the way, this is no warrant, you know, use your own discretion. But everybody told me like New Orleans is like, is more dangerous. It's like now the Wild West down there. Because maybe COVID and, and police force, I, it felt exactly like it always feels to me. Uh, a town that's a little on the edge, on, on the iffy side of, you know, a little dirty, a little whatever. But I never had any bad vibes. Food, like I, food was probably excellent. I'm food, sure. Food was excellent, but took a little bit of a knock. Like, you can tell like they're struggling with staffing issues and stuff. You know, it it was it was a quarter notch below regular New regular. Orleans. It really was. Um the energy was low. It was but but uh she had a great time. I mean, for her, you know, she's not not to 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 tell any tales out of school and to protect the innocent, but you know, you and I have talked about in high school, we were trying to get away from our parents and go, you know, do things that we considered fun is my daughter wanted good meals. Hang, uh, hang out with hang dad. Out and it was, yeah, it was good and, 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 and special. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was j- just the two of us. So to your point, I think that times have changed. You, and you just mentioned that with teenagers today. But I think with social media and the ability to communicate, that get away from the parent thing is almost remedied by it because you've got an open line of communication at all times with all your friends. Yeah. And all the information right in front of you. And, so, and so it is private. So they get to have a lot of... And so it's not... Where you and I were like... We got to go... In our closet with a oh. with a landline phone, and, like, and hey, what your you? parents pick it up and hear you on the landline, yeah. or, or you know, everyone's meeting at the gas station or the grocery store parking lot, ride around. And ride around. You don't need to do that anymore because everyone's in this virtual world, yeah. the metaverse. Uh. <laughs> but everyone's there, and there's uh, so I think when now when it's like the break is to get away from the comms, it really and, and be around your parents yeah. and be around your family because it's like I don't. My time is always spent on this phone or on this laptop or iPad or whatever communicative source you use. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm out of school. I've talked and texted enough to people. Let's see what mom and dad are up to or yeah. what brother and sister are up to. So I think there's a shift in society. It's it's slight right now, but I think yeah. it's going towards more like the physical time is family time now because all the other time that used to you want to get away, yeah. you've got it covered now. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily universal, but I've talked to Obviously, a lot of friends who have you know kids my age, and they're like, "Yeah, like I kind of want them to leave sometimes, so I can have some alone time." 
Oh yes. So it's like reverse helicopter. It is. It's the helicopter child. The the the. It's the, the surface, dangling it's the child. Surface to air child. The dangling child. Sur- surface to air child. Surface to air child. Surface to air child. For the helicopter parent. But no, I mean I love it. You know, all of my kids are teenagers now. They're interesting. You know, they're like little. Not not in how this would come across, but like, you know, I, I think like we had to a degree there were there were you know relationships that were obligatory. You know. We're able to have like really good real conversations about the world and you know what's going on and and all of that. So you know I appreciate having having a little bit of friendship um, with my kids while they're you know at the house for sure. <laughs> I feel like a, my kid time is with the windshield. We're always going to some sporting event and stuff. And you've done that with band yeah. and Jack, your youngest boys and plays like eight sports so yeah. same thing you get well, and, the those, ki- and the girls had uh, volleyball for a long yeah, time so but. you get this time but now that she's a senior you know they yeah. kind of at some point they age into the, what their interests are gonna be versus like playing 18 things yeah. and they're all over the place so you get to go on a trip and kind of think about well, what are you gonna major in college where are you going yeah. what do you think you want to do with your life and it gets heavy and you're like oh this is like one of my last just like solo trips for you. you're kind of on your own yeah it was a Josh is crying now. Uh, He's weeping. Uh, no, it, it it's it's cry worthy, but it doesn't. You know, it just it was good. It was good, good, good little trip. Thanks for asking. Well, I've missed you. I missed you. Brother. Been on the road, brother, brothers. So, in looking at how we approach our podcast topics for the rest, not the rest of the year. It's just well. Can you believe we're almost into the end of the first quarter of twenty twenty two? We're halfway through the first quarter, and and if you round up, you're moving to the backside of it because there's shorter days in We're February. Go, yeah. So you're closer to it than from it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't need to do anything to rush it. We're, we're, it feels so rushed right now. Yeah, we're halfway through February. We're I thought fine. the other day I was we like, I was like, ah, we might as well celebrate 2023. <laughs> Just go ahead. It's tough because you know we got some stuff. Um, you know, there are two big catalysts for for generally for hiring an ad agency: the beginning, the end of the year, and the beginning of the year. So now we're at the beginning of the year, people, you know, who started the year and... In looking at topics through what you and I have discussed, and I put in this book called No More Next Time, buy it on Amazon, dollar for digital download or $19. I'll a buy book. that for a dollar. You can buy that for a dollar. Uh, I rolled out the four C's of what I think is modern marketing versus the four P's and all these other things because like places don't matter anymore because they didn't have the internet then. So and now COVID. It's... And COVID. So place doesn't mean anything. Pricing is totally thrown out the door with the way things can change. Inflation, the way you can third party find things on, can... a, on an open market. You didn't have an open marketplace like eBay or Facebook uh, yeah. market back in the I mean, store. Crazy. I mean, you didn't no, have any of that. You can buy a pair of brand new Nike, like let's say Jordans or, or Dunks or something that's, you know, whatever. For $250 retail, or if you don't get them, it's $1,200 on eBay or one of the sneaker things, StockX. Or the other way, hey, I see this sweater. I really like it. Some brand name. And oh, I'm going to get online get and get it for else. $3. We, look, I, I can't tell you how, Well, I'm not a shopper. I don't do retail. Yeah. But I, but when my kids need something, you know, we we can you can source a lower price Yeah, often. I always think you so, – so here's the funny here's, – here's an example from New Orleans – my wife gave us an assignment to go get like Mardi Gras stuff for a Christmas tree. She said, let's do the Christmas tree um, purple and green and gold for Mardi. I don't know why. We're whatever. Gave us something to do. And um, so Emily, my my daughter and I were in there and we we're like looking at like $8 like bundles of beads. And we we're both like, 
We can go to uh, Oriental Trading Company and get this for like a, a box of them for for five dollars. But you're not in New Orleans. Yeah. And if you don't throw it on your neck to like do the scene of yeah. Of but but the Mardi funny Gras. but the funny thing is both of us were so much alike. Was why? So we got some things that were unique to that, and you know like mask and things like that, the little Harlequin mask, whatever you call them. But anyway, it was so funny that there is nothing that I would buy that I don't look on the internet to see if I could get it cheaper somewhere else. And that's a that's a tough. What's the meme? And this is a hard pill to swallow um, for local retail Main oh. Street. But look, you need to know that's the world we live in, and and with inflation, what it is, I, it's going to get worse. It's just tough, and it's it's funny that you said that story about y'all both had the thought of going to the internet. Uh, my son had a birthday party over the past week, and they went up to this Event Zona arcade thing, and he's really good at this basketball game, like strangely good at it. The Papa Shot thing? It's not pure Papa Shot. It's where you, you try to hit him in a it's a, The Connect it's Four? Similar, it's similar to one of those, but it's less about shooting skill, more about just how quickly can you get shots up. Like, okay. Like, you win on volume in this game. And then you really win when it doubles the score for the last 10 yeah. seconds or whatever. And he, he even said after he said, I don't know why God gave me this talent, but he did to be good at this game. Like, we were laughing about it. Yeah. He set the record. He's been to Event Zone twice. Both times he set the daily record and the all-time record, which was his previously from his previous visit there. And he wins like 5,000 tickets. Yeah. And 3,000 buys you just about any – they have a couple, like 7,000 gifts behind the counter of yeah. something like like a bike a or something. St- yeah, yeah. But most he can buy just about anything he wants every time he goes if he plays the game, say, four times. Yeah. And it's bizarre because other kids can't do it in there. I don't know. Yeah. So he was up there with this little party, and he, he won it, and he came to me at the end, and so he got some prize off the shelf. And to your point, he was like, I wonder what this cost at Walmart or on Amazon. So he looked up the gift – that that well, what he the prize want to give the prize he won with the tickets, and it was thirteen dollars. It's what it would cost at, at store level. Like but he, so he paid gift. two dollars a game for. Well, so he looked. He was doing it off the math I did because I gave him twenty dollars to play video games. Mm-hmm. So he did it off that math, and he was like, "Well, I lost seven dollars in change." And I was like, "Yeah, but you didn't spend all that but on I, the game." And he had an experience. And he had an experience. That's I'm pointing at Josh. I was saying, "Yeah, that was the thing." Is I said, "But you had an experience." Yeah. And you were proud of yourself, and you felt good. I was like, "Look, we can stay home and play video he, games." He actually, well, I would we say, in the more like he broke even. Yeah. Like, he had the fun that you would have paid to play video games, and he walked well, away with Well, and the accolade of having his name good. on, the, sh- on yeah. the thing with the score. But I liked his mindset of, I wonder what this cost in real-world dollars versus me shooting hoops and winning this game. But but I would say for retailers, and maybe even and maybe even for bankers, since um, this is a bank podcast, when younger generations are thinking like that, it's, it's probably going to show you a shift. Well— not only that, one of the other kids at the party, this was really funny, he got his card with $20 loaded on it to play video games, and he just watched the other kids play video games and came up at the end and said, I get my $20, and I loaded the card, and I turned to him and I said, no, I said, you either give me the card back or you go play your twenty dollars, and it like ruined. He looked at me like, "Are you kidding me?" And, and and I laughed. I said, "No, no." I said, "The money on the card was not so you could decide if you wanted to take cash home. It was so if you wanted to play." And so he turned around and went, "Oh," and then went to go play video games with everybody else. He was just watching people play, and I thought 
smart on you to realize the economics of it. Bad play on telling me. Because he didn't have to tell me. He could just put it in his pocket, but that might have been sneaky. So maybe he's an honest kid. So, wait, with so an did honest he have play. a 20 or did he? He's had the game card. He had the game card with $20. Well, it doesn't on. matter because that's not real currency. He, he, he didn't know that. He, he, had, he, he had an NFT. It, yeah, he didn't know that. He just thought. This has twenty dollars. Trade it. it back in. I can for trade value. it back in or keep it. I don't know. I, I didn't. He could have kept it. I mean, you're, yeah. you don't care what experience he has. No, he no. But, but when but he, when he, he could, told me that, that, I was like, dude, it's not for you to keep. It's for you to play games because this is the birthday party and all the kids get twenty dollars on their cards to go play. The pandemic's had a had an effect on our young ones. It's it's strange, but they're they're understanding scarcity supply supply chain and scarcity. So anyway. So to get this back to the, the – and that will show you that there may be a new generation who've heard parents talk more about money in front of them and have experienced it. and the Just a new, frugal generation. Well, and access to news through yeah. Twitter and all these other social media, um, TikTok and Snapchat that have well, like those kids, short little videos about money. And all of a sudden they're like, I'm trying to understand finances. And so, well, it's like kids that grew up you know, during the 08 crisis. All they heard from 2008 to 2000. Rent. Don't buy a house. Rent. House. Too expensive. Rent. Well, well house. just the failure of banks. And we're wondering, like, why aren't they trusting banks? Well, because the news media crushed us for years. Crushed us. And no. And, and look, this is going to sound so sour grapes. I've said it before in other podcasts. The housing crisis was everybody's fault. It wasn't just banks. It was people that bought stuff they couldn't afford. Well, and, it was, and, it was, and not it was all under, It was under-regulated in that everyone could get a house. Like, there was so much in there that was, like, just... It was a perfect storm of like government, bank, financing, people, American but, but, greed, but, but, but like let's not, American opportunity. Like it all is, went together. The thing the I want to separate time. is using bank as one term. Like it was big banks and medium sized banks, but and every, some small but banks. Everybody suffered. Yeah. Everybody suffered. So to pull this around though is what I want to do because we we look we need a thread to run our podcast through for those bank marketers that want to listen to it and get something more than uh, Josh's and my takes on you know life in general uh, is go through the four C's and we'll do one, we'll do half a one per podcast for the next eight weeks or so and it'll give us a topic to come in and talk about so you know you're starting off your year with your new budget. You're putting it in place as a banker, and it's you know the first C is content. The mm. three C's are content, uh, connection, conversion, and campaigns. So it's content. Oh, coloring's not in there. No, no. Camaraderie. No, no camaraderie. What are you talking about camaraderie? No one has camaraderie anymore. So I'm going to start with the what I call the great eight of content marketing. Which, when we originally put this together, you and I discussed this, and I'll read them out, and then we can just discuss what they are. So today we're going to do the great eight, and then we're going to do the hateful eight of content in the next podcast. So oh, the, tune in next time. The bad one. Well, I'm just trying like to get it. Then we're going to go into connection, I'm and then we'll go it. into campaigns, yeah, and, then, and conversion. So we'll talk through all the C's. You'll get an idea. So if you follow along over the next eight to sixteen weeks, because every other week you're going to get basically the Cliff Notes version of how we do the four C's. Can, can I start off, though, with an un- unpopular opinion about content? Sweet. Do it. You know, anytime we speak, and I say, when I say we, about Renaissance content, almost invariably someone in the audience is like, but I can't. You want me to do it? You want me to say yeah. it? I can't do it. My budget is just not what that bank is. Yeah, and so that happens, and that that's understandable. There, There is no valor... Or, or there is no shame in giving up. Content requires investment. It's it, effort. And, and it's real effort, effort. Real or effort. Or money. And you may not have the... 
everybody, I think, has the budget to do some content, but you may not have the budget to do content and advertising. And one thing I'll say, advertising is content to a degree. To a degree. And I know we're talking more about the 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 unpaid content, but but I will tell you this: out of the five thousand banks in America, not everybody can afford to do that the branding and ad campaigns they need to do and content. Just be okay with it. It's fine. Not everybody can afford to do content. And it's not as valuable for everyone for where they are. It is an incredibly valuable tool. We we work through content every day. But I would say if this goes back to that old hub hub spot, what they used to say is like inbound versus outbound. And now they finally softened on that is if nobody knows who your brand is and you've done no brand advertising and you've got a brand that's the same as every other bank, content may not need to be on the the first of your um, uh, priorities. You, you need some brand idea and awareness. True. And the second thing I would often say is if your gut reaction is we can't afford it, don't say anything. Just just don't listen. do it. Just be quiet and listen. Yeah. Like like that response to me is so weak. And and I'd say it to I'm teaching bank marketing school. Say saying like your response should be well I can't. It should be if I, I really can't, I. can't just then do something else. Just fade out and do something else. Or think what can I do on a smaller scale yeah. that might that and, this and might again, help. Don't be do. over and and yeah. Don't let yourself be overwhelmed by. I mean yes, Renaissance is a eighteen billion dollar bank at the time of the recording of this podcast we're around there yeah yeah you're not a a a hundred million dollar bank's not going to be able to do what an 18 billion dollar bank is it don't be surprised but i mean one of the most effective things we've done for some clients is and john did this as well is um introducing clients introducing bankers um, letting people know. I mean, I don't want to get into the the tactics yeah, of how to, but look, you can figure you can out a way to do it. do this stuff with not a lot of money. You can, but on the offset, it requires a lot of time and energy it, and effort. It does, but and I'll say this again: social media, the channel, the the channeled ability of social media, it, it doesn't equalize it, but it allows you to enter the communication space that was not there ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Because you used to have to buy four television stations or cable to, to or radio. To be able to get in front of now, 100 eyeballs. Now, you can put anything on social media for free. It is not Minus free. To, you have to make it. Yeah. Um, I, I would make that sort of a little bit of a joke of the, because the Super Bowl was this past weekend, is uh, the Coinbase ad everyone is talking about. And I don't want to get into Super Bowl ads because all the other folks talk about that. But I will say to that, the ad cost $15 million. The placement, yes, but that means it costs fifteen million dollars, right? Uh, yeah, the pl- that because some people like that that only costs two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks to make the ad with it moving. It's so simple. I'm like, it did, but you still had to have fifteen. But you still million. had to have fifteen million dollars to get yeah. the eyes on it. Yeah, and so I want to say that when you talk about content, you know, a simple video we make this a minute, two minutes long on social media costs more than Coinbase's ad. Yeah, but we don't have fifteen million dollars to drive it to a hundred million homes in America yeah. or whatever. So we it have is. to have the production value exactly to, to, to have the interest. It. Yes, thank you. You read it perfectly. Uh, so I'm going to go through the grade eight. Number one, I said is to your point is professional. If you want your bank to be viewed professional, which we do, yes. Unless you're Redneck Bank in Oklahoma. which But that's their thing. They're professional Redneck. That's their thing. Yeah. And that's great. But how you are judged 
by, your brand is judged by the content you put out is often by the quality of that content as well. And if the if the uh, microphone doesn't work well, the sound quality, the audio's off. If the you video get, doesn't work well, if yeah, it doesn't make sense. What this? Yeah, this is one of those things that like it does not have to be expensive. To, to, that's right. Brian Fonville, I can't think of the name of the bank. Um, he he did a seminar at one of the bank conferences, I think in San Antonio, and he brought in like a a Lowe's clip-on light, like with a metal bowl. He's like, this is what we use. Well, he priced it out, and he was like, it was twelve hundred bucks for everything he had, and it and but it was stuff you could reuse. It wasn't like I it bought- was a cam. It was the camera and all that. And the point is, is Maybe you need to go buy you a DSLR that shoots video or a little video cam. When we say professional, it doesn't have to be like Hollywood Scott yeah, came Hollywood in and camera made crew it. in there. You need to be able to see the people. You need to be able to hear the people. As a matter of fact, if somebody came to me right now and said, "What do I invest in?" I would probably say invest in audio equipment before the video equipment. Yeah, audio and lighting. I think are two things. That are oh yeah, super lighting, important. sure. But I'm just saying, even before you got to the picture quality, because you can go outside. Well, how many social media spots do banks shoot that they do with a phone and it sounds? Well, yeah, because you're and, you're and probably covering up the, the phone yeah. with your thumb, and they make these little Bluetooth clip-on. You've got one looks like a little lipstick clip-on thing, and then even the more quote professional stuff, and it does not require, but but at least. At least look like you tried, but don't <laughs> yeah, get like, but, look like you tried. I love but, that. But don't stop on the other side. You know, an idea that I just had that we've never talked about. You know how like TV, TV, uh, your local ABC affiliate or the cable company wants to shoot ads. Yeah, they always do. Three hundred dollars, we'll do it. And my then you question buy with us. My question specifically about you know as these media companies try to remain relevant and get a share of wallet. Why would W BDQ or whatever not want to shoot your content for you because they're used to shooting interviews. If ads don't make, and I get they want the they the, want the, the placement, so they want the placement. They'll say if you place a ten thousand, but make buy, a package. We'll they love the packages. If we do this, we'll do your 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 bank. You watch the evening news and seen how out of focus people are. I guess if it was you shooting it, not shooting yourself, because these. <laughs> These four news reporters today, they, they're a one-man band, one-woman band. They show up, they've got a mic set, everything. And they they got to do it all. And they can't watch it. They don't watch it they before they go the back. And so they go back, and they've, they're out of focus. And the background's, background's in perfect focus. And you're like, what did you do? Like, well, it was, well, that's what happens when it's one person. But anyway, that, beside the point, it just is one of those weird things like it's um, like the newspaper industry trying to figure out how to do, quote, new media. Yeah. And just... Couldn't figure out how to use a video camera. Like I only type, or it's their own fault. But so it's so it's funny that we so number one was professional, which mm-hmm. went, but two leads right into it, and it says don't be cheap on your production. Yeah, and my point of that is, I guess Coinbase was kind of a weird example. Was and theirs was done on purpose, purpose to be what it was because it was shocking that it was that long and that simple. Uh, but if you cheap out on, you can overspend on production and get more brand like feel for somebody than if you just cheap out like no mic, using a cell phone, shooting. Even when you put it on social media, it, just, it looks bad. Well, when we say cheap out, what we mean is spend some money. <laughs> I mean, this whole thing, it, it's frustrating to John's point when somebody's just like, I can't afford that. Like, I know you're spending money on something. Like, if you went and bought, 
like I have a I have a camera um, that I use at home. You know, I've got this whole side hustle about leather work. I think it cost me five hundred bucks that does great steel photos and um, and video. I've got a hundred dollar tripod. I don't have nearly enough lighting just because I it's my side hustle and I haven't invested in it. But I, we're talking about a thousand twelve hundred bucks. Which to, to be pretty but, decent but and, it, if, and it's renewable. Like it doesn't run out. It's but not, even if you're a fifty million dollar bank, you could afford twelve. You could afford twelve hundred. Like yeah. anyone can. An individual. I would say that an individual could afford it. Yeah, and then you just carry it with you when you leave. You know, if if you bought it personally. And you often talked about this, and I think that's why I included. I said when you look at your content, what is the unseen benefit? Yeah. We often talk about what's the unseen benefit in it. It does it. Yeah, does it activate quickly? Like, what's the benefit that's in there that's unseen when you make it? You know, there's the the, the old saying, the message is the medium. So when you see a, if a good bank puts out a crappy video that's invariably, objectively crappy, now the bank is crappy. And the it, unseen benefit or unseen negative here is that you've just created a bad brand yeah. vision for yourself. So make sure you look and try to figure out what any unseen benefit or unseen critique could be yeah especially in these like if you're doing interviews of a banker they become so informative that they're boring why is this so boring because they're not communic that, that banker if they're if you want to hear their life story they at least have to communicate some value well he or she looks competent or dang that that dude looks like brad pitt i want a bank with I mean, it's ridiculous you know some of these are ridiculous but you know you can be boring yet be knowledgeable you know you can but and to the point, I think banks are too, and, and look, we're one too. So I guess I can say it kind of like if you're, but they're too self-absorbed. Their ads seem to be about the bank versus about the customer and, and what the, benefit you give the, the to the value the, the, the value bank that provides. provides. We've been around since uh, uh, nineteen no one. Don't care. I don't care if you've been around since last week. If you provide the value in the product, we have integrity. I need, it doesn't matter. Okay, well I think y'all do. It's our birthday. Come have a piece of cake. Yeah. Well, maybe that's value because I get a piece of cake. There is some equitable exchange but like, goods. I don't. No, like what? So anyway, value, value, value is number four. That oh, I'm giving you the setups here. You did. Um, if there is no value, don't do it. Yeah. They're just simply if it's, again, I often make fun of it, but if it's smiling faces, a clean teller row, a bunch of people waving, which is funny because I just rewatched some of The Office and they do the corporate ad in The Office when corporate sends down and gives them five seconds and Michael Scott gets mad and wants to rewrite the whole ad and he's like, this yeah. is terrible. And it's just some paper product thing, and at the end, they just get to stand outside with a drone shot and wave, and wave to the camera. Uh, too many banks, it's almost cliche that that's what you see from community banks. Well, let's just say that, that, that the office is funny because it's based on reality, and that is... What happens? Saying it, saying it a couple times. It's j- not, not only the waving shot, but the, the, the person so, who's... So here's the ad. Open sign turns around in the window. Yeah. It's a florist. The florist is then putting like banks always use florist. I don't well, know that's why because stock footage. So it's always florist. They're putting the, then they go and they show somebody strolling a child. They're happy and then they're going into the bank. They show the front of the bank. They go in. There's a teller row. Everyone's pristine. Looks very good. Then there's a, a shot of a banker at a desk. He shakes hand with somebody. Then the shot pulls back and it shows somebody walking out happy. And then there's a drone shot of the location as it fades away and it says ABC Bank. Uh, we you can bank on us. John, That's 90% of the ads. John, I'm speechless. That that ad would win an award. 
in bank in bank world it does. Oh every yeah, time. they do all the time. Every time. That's what it is. Yeah, here's the good one, and then whoever's judging these things is like Well, that makes me think of a I bank. can do that one. Uh so so con- so value, it has to have value. That ad I just described had no value other than showing what a bank is. Pretty much. Yeah. Um it must make sense. Number five. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you have to say that, right? Do you know how many ads I watch on television, not just banging ads, and I have to go, what? Like, I don't want to keep going back to it, but I am because that's who I am. The, the Coinbase ad didn't make sense until it made sense. And that's the genius behind it. But the ones you see that you're like, what? So there's certain commercials, Super Bowl, I guess, fresh from mine, that I watched, and I was like, I didn't really get what they were selling me. Other than they entertain me, there was yeah, value. Well, in that. and that's the whole. That's the whole. But brand, that might be the Super Bowl brand awareness Super Bowl thing. But generally, as advertising and content goes, if it doesn't make sense, like why are you? If it doesn't give you value and doesn't make sense, why are you doing it? Well, it's like all the like on YouTube, or you know, they'll do like these compilations of, at times even on television of foreign commercials, like um, like Japanese market commercials that have like an like. Keanu Reeves selling whiskey or Super something. Super fast. And it's just like real fast. Blitz of just screen images. And you're, you know, Japanese commercials are weird. And it's part of the, I, it's, I think it's the cu- cultural. The it's not that, it's not a cultural barrier. Their culture is do this like off the, the mark thing. But, but it does happen. Um, it does happen here. And the, the best way you can tell if it makes sense it's very difficult. I don't have any advice for someone when they're making a spot. Like, how do you make a spot when you're making it make more sense other than involve someone outside the process? The biggest time I see when people make ads that don't make sense is an echo chamber. Everybody gets excited about the idea that, that's making it, and they don't— It's never heard of They don't let it. anybody outside read the script. That's the way to do it before, but— let somebody watch the commercial before you put it, or or whatever, before you put it on. This is my own echo chamber, so it's very open for criticism. But I let my six-year-old and 12-year-old watch stuff or see it. And if they respond to it or like, oh, that's what this, like, yeah. you know it's working. Yeah. If it, if they're like, what was that? I don't know. Like, then you know, like, okay. Because you got to think your attention is so low at that time you see it in a, in a commercial yeah. or the content. If they don't understand it, then why there's... There's no need to do it. So six is six is brevity wins. Yeah. I there was a content play that was pitched to me in our bank uh, recently, and I couldn't get to what it was. It was just this long strand of like, well, then the person does this, and we have them do this, and we shoot them, and they did, did blah 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 video, audio, and I was just like, what? Get to the point. Yeah. Unless there's some real deep value, and I talk about this when I talk about inverse triangles, that there are people of content, you look on the blog, that want to dig deeper beyond it. But if you have the choice, I've seen people, like, they want to get their money's worth. Like, no, I want a five-minute video. How about just a video that completes the story when it completes? Yeah. I don't Look, if it's entertaining and gets your attention, it's a movie. Yeah. I can watch two hours of it. If it's... You know, it's like well, well, it's funny. It's like, would you watch an eight-hour movie? Oh God, no! But would you sit down in one setting and watch eight one-hour episodes? Hell yeah, and that's what Netflix has figured out. Exactly. Like, there's no way I could watch seven hours of something. Well, you know, and I binge watched Game of Thrones in 2016 or whatever. Like, oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did exactly what you said you wouldn't do. Absolutely. So, uh, but brevity wins generally in content marketing for our purposes of banking. Well, especially marketing. in banking, we just don't have that much to say, and and it gets boring quick. Yeah. Gets boring quick. 
seven, and this is one I, I, I think we've talked through before, but uh, don't write to an audience, write to a person. Yeah. Um, and that, I, was, that was lightly lifted. It was heavily lifted. <laughs> I told you when I wrote it. I don't, I'm doing this to you. No, I mean, we talk about this, and I, it's one of the breakthroughs in, in copy. Um, I sat down with what I would call a ton of crappy ads and a ton of good ads and did this really weird kind of Zen meditative thing of what is wrong with these ads and what's right with those. I'm not going to say this is universally true, but of these ads, it was true of all of them. It wasn't the, some ads were bad design, some were good design, but the thing that really separated them is all of you and all, no, 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 have somebody in mind that you're talking to. Who's One single audience? individual. Who's the you, audience and who is they? So when you think of audience, we think of like a crowd of people, but people consume media individually. Even if they're watching the Super Bowl together, they're processing that internally with their own with their own set of um, logic and ideas and experiences. And when you imagine you're speaking like on a stage or a dais and you're speaking to a group of people, the reason comedy works, like if you just read somebody's transcript of their comedy performance, probably not as funny. What makes it funny is other people laughing and getting into it. That is not how people absorb the content we're going to make. It's not live stage beat poetry. It is individual. It, the, the interaction happens inside their own head, so you need to speak to that person. Maybe it works for some, but one that always gets me is attorney ads and sometimes local car ads when they're like, and that speak to our state, they'll be like, Mississippi, come on down and check me out, or Mississippi, All I'm here Mississippi. for you. And I'm just like, no, nah, you're not really here for me. That's not really what, and, you're and, not talking and, to me. And I don't first identify as the state that, I'm that, from. And, it's oh, it's because it's these $500 ads that they need to personalize something. And so they're they're tagged to try to get you as Mississippi. You live here, so you're like everyone else and shit. Your taxes, because you're Mississippi. I'm like, no, not that. I'm not gonna too hire. big of an audience. Yeah, too big. Like, how about some value of the product that you're selling? But if you're a rock concert, you're like, what's up, Mississippi? I'm glad to be here. That is, that's the that's probably one of the best examples of it's, it, of, it's all about the audience and you're relating to the person. Yeah. Not just a thing. Right. You're there. So anyway. What's eight? Number eight in our countdown is be present. Be present in your content. Be mm. active. Active. So this is, a th this is a third level steal. They're all stolen. I know. I admit it in the end. Oh, I know. I, know. I say in the credits, these are all stolen. Well, None of this saying, is original. I stole this from somebody else. Oh, it's a triple dip. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a, a triple, triple dip. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a third level. I borrowed that from a... Actually, it's one of those things like like the guy I know that I said invented zip off pants, but never like, but I invented that. Just like everybody, my joke was, I couldn't hear you over the all the marketers whining uh, that I had the QR code. Well, it's, it's like in Mad Men when Pete's like, I invented direct, direct mail, and the guy's like, No, you didn't. He's like, But I had the thought two years before ago, and now that they use it, it shows us a good idea because we didn't. I'm like, uh, Okay, like, yeah, cool. <laughs> but I, so I had this idea separately, but um, a guy named Scott Stratton captured it pretty well in his book on marketing. But don't just, you know, I've got a social media presence. I've got an account. No, you have to be present. You have but to we posted it one time, Josh. Yeah. We put our content up. Everybody saw it. It does not work. We did it one time. No, you've got to be present. You've got to be active. You've got to be engaged with your audience. And your content has to engage, provide value, be professional. Don't cheap out on it. And when you deliver it that way that speaks to an audience, 
it will in some ways be successful. And Well, yeah, I'll give you a real-world example. I've had people complain to me, like literally complain, fine, I understand your perspective, that I repost my old content so much. Somebody stopped me at an event and was like, I thought you had a new blog out, but just had new graphics on an old blog. Well, glad you're that engaged, one. Yeah, so thank you for being a fan. <laughs> exactly. I'll be writing some stuff. We've been real busy here lately, and, and I've got three— well, Josh, th- bands never play their songs twice. Yeah. Can, how Basketball players never use the same move ever. Would, would, it, would it be miserable to be like—I don't know, what, what's a, ba- a band that's Aerosmith playing— Loving an elevator for the three million times. Well, there's, cool? there's a reason why when you go to a concert, the death nail for the band is, here's a new one off our album. Oh, and I, that's when everybody goes to get a drink or goes to the bathroom yeah. and comes back. You know I just want to hear the hits. They haven't heard it before. Yeah. Repetition causes people to absorb. Yeah. And that causes people to acknowledge and hopefully convert it somehow. But point. but here's the here's the lesson for Mavis Agency. I just, I mean, I don't know, 90 minutes before this call got a response, a new client who just saw our content for the first time. Just saw it for the first time. It's what I have to tell our bankers and senior management when I talk to them time to time. They say, I've seen that ad six times already. Like, I've seen it. Is there anything new? And I was like, when you are absolutely sick of it. Somebody saw it for the first time. Somebody saw it for the first time. Yep. Like, go off your gross rating points or off how many interactions you have or whatever your goal is. But the point here is bankers are the are the least audience you should pay attention to because they are hyper aware of their bank mm-hmm. that they work for and the products and the products and internal comms has at some point probably told them about the ads that's coming out they know about it yeah probably saw it saw it in previews a couple times exactly got got it internally on an email was shown so that's the audience you should you should care the most about for buy in of your campaign, well, you don't the have least to inform of, them of the brand, exactly. But the you, least amount of their awareness of it—that's yeah. my point. Least amount of awareness, most for buy-in. Yeah. So anyway, those are the eight great pointers for content marketing, and we've bumped up on our time today. So in two weeks, turn in for the great, the eight hateful four. eight, the bad eight of content marketing. As we, we're going to be negative in a podcast. It's so hard to do, <laughs> but so much fun. So anyway, for the Marketing Mining Podcast, this is John Brought to Oxford. you by Spite. Brought to you by Spite, the drink that dropped the R. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, we'll check in later. Y'all have a good one. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.